Everybody Googles everything, especially potential customers or employers, and a business or personal online reputation can make or break you. If negative search results or reviews are impacting you, Webamax is here to help. Our proven process restores your online reputation quickly and effectively, and it matters. Don't let negative results control your narrative. Visit GoWebamax.com and fill out a brief confidential form to see how we can help. Remember, if you aren't paying attention to your online reputation, someone else is. GoWebamax.com before history is written it's played before it's frozen in time it's fought one shift at a time before it's etched in silver it's carved in ice what happens next will last forever the Stanley Cup Final on ABC and ESPN Plus begins Saturday. Anatomy of an ad. Subconsciously trigger emotions through music. Perfect. Define an opportunity. Imagine talking to millions of people across the U.S. like I am now. Identify a problem. Creating an audio ad is time-consuming. Offer a solution. Utilize cutting-edge AI. Imagine creating all that in under 30 seconds. Well, we did. To create this ad... To learn more about AI in the audio industry, download the white paper from audiostack.ai. Anatomy of an ad. Subconsciously trigger emotions through music. Perfect. Define an opportunity. Imagine talking to millions of people across the U.S. like I am now. Identify a problem. Creating an audio ad is time-consuming. Offer a solution. Utilize cutting-edge AI. Imagine creating all that in under 30 seconds. Well, we did. To create this ad... To learn more about AI in the audio industry, download the white paper from audiostack.ai. Pittsburgh Steeler fans, welcome back to another episode of the Scobro Show. It's Tuesday night. It's 9 p.m. Eastern. Where else are you going to be? This is where I know I'm going to be, sitting in front of my Steelers flags, doing this show. I am Dave Schofield, co-editor of BehindTheSteelCurtain.com. Your one-stop shop for all things Pittsburgh Steelers. And with me, as always, on Tuesday nights, is my big brother, Rich. Rich, how you doing? Where else would you rather be than right here, right now? <laughs> um, I can answer a couple things. I'd much rather be, um, I don't know, maybe we'd still be here, though. That's the thing. You know, prepping, prepping for a game this week, that would be really nice. But... Let's not open that wound. So uh, we've got a lot to talk about tonight. What we're going to be looking at with the with the show is we're, we're ultimately we're going to we mentioned it last week. We're going to look at some of, some of these Steelers contracts and say, hey, what do you think the Steelers should do with these guys? But we'll get to that eventually because there's been a lot of stuff happened since I was here with you. Um, there was some good stuff that we got to talk about on the preview, but I haven't got to talk about this stuff with you. So here we go. We had Mike Tomlin end of the year press conference said that, that, you know, there were going to have to be some changes because the, you know, the definition of insanity is doing the same thing over and over again and expecting a different result. So um, as I have in an article coming out sometime soon, I made the point of the only thing people can focus on right now is coaches. People are obsessing with the coaches because you can't change anything else right now. 
It's not time for the draft. You got to wait until the end of April for that one. It's not free agent period. Yes, you can sign some of your own people back or you can release them. And that's some of the stuff we're going to be talking about. But other than that, the only changes the teams can make right now is with their coaching staff. And the Steelers have made more changes this year than they have in a long time. So I have to know, Rich, move along, folks. Park's closed. Randy Land is no more. Tell me your thoughts. I would have been extremely frustrated had it not happened. Mm-hmm. Um, and time, and then I also say then time will tell. <clears throat> yeah. Well, because how do you say it? You don't just let somebody go if you can't, if you're not willing to upgrade the position. You know, and we're, I'm saying this now because this is going to be a very important key when we get into more of our stuff later with Steelers to keep, Steelers to let go, things like that. That you also got to think of what's it going to take, you know, to upgrade to upgrade things in one way or another. Yeah. So the Steelers are now down four coaches. Four. We have offensive coordinator Randy Feetner. We have offensive line coach um, Sean Surrett. And there was a defensive backs coach, Tom Bradley. I always want to say Tom Brady, (laughs) but it's Tom Bradley. Um, And then the retirement of tight ends coach. um, Why can't I, why can't I remember his first name? Um, Daniel. Daniel. Is it Daryl? I don't think it's Daryl. Daniel. I don't know. I know the last name is Daniel's It's coach. It's coach Daniel. But I, for some reason, his first name is, I just refer to him as coach. So uh, I'm going to tell him. The tight ends coach, yes. So lots of changes coming. Obviously, the first piece that's going to have to fall is the offensive coordinator. So now we have to say this because we had reports over the weekend that the Steelers were planning on having Matt Canada be the offensive coordinator. For some reason, a bunch of people had that in their mind as that was official. There was nothing official about that. Okay. Then you had uh, the report. When was this? I think it was late last, not last night, Sunday night. Um, you know, and then then we covered it. The Jerry Dulock, Pittsburgh Post Gazette, you know, right. inside guy, one of the one of the guys I trust more than others. When you get conflicting reports, I go with Jerry. I even tweeted about that when there was conflicting reports about about. Matt Filer starting over Kevin Dotson. Jerry said, could be the case, but he wasn't ready to say it yet. That's who I went with. It ended up being the case, unfortunately, but let's not open that wound either. So the report is, is that he is a, that he is a candidate for the, the Canada is a candidate for the job, but that it's not going to be his. Tell me your thoughts. So then I can then pour out mine. Well, they have to say that. Let let, let me just say, rather than say, tell me your thoughts. I can give you a specific question if that's easier. Is it going to be Canada, and how do you feel about that? I have no problem if it's Matt Canada. Mm -hmm. Um, When they brought him in as as the quarterback's coach, my thought was they did it with the idea that Feetner was on the last year of his deal, he either gets it right or he's gone. And then you potentially 
have someone you could bring up. Now everybody says, "Oh, promote within." Well, why are we doing that? The guy's been here a year. Yeah, it's not like he's been around the Steelers for you know five six years as an assistant coach. He's been here a year. Um, the Steelers, yeah. Even if they know, if they would happen to know right now that he's their guy, they they can't say that. They can't say that. They have to go out and interview people. Yes, they do. And that was my point. And, okay, go ahead. And hold on to see there's a follow-up to that. And remember how when Coach Cower left, oh, they're just going through the process. They're going to hire the whiz. It's going to be whiz. And no. it wasn't whiz. Then it wasn't whiz. No, it wasn't whiz. It wasn't going to be whiz. You're forgetting. It was Russ Grimm. Russ Grimm. Yeah. It was Russ Grimm. It was, oh, is it going to be whiz? Is it going to be Russ Grimm? Is it going to be whiz? Is it going to be Russ Grimm? Yeah. Whiz all, going to Arizona. Oh, it's yeah. Russ Grimm. I thought for sure it was Russ Grimm. It was not Russ Grimm. It was not Russ Grimm. It, it, it was, was not Russ Grimm. Time. So that's the other thing. Mm-hmm. It's never set in stone for the Steelers until yes. they, until it is. So. Does, is, is could Matt Canada be going into this as a front runner for the position? Sure, he could be, but that doesn't mean with the Steelers organization that doesn't mean that somebody can't come in and pass him. Yeah, I'm yeah. I, I'm I'm going to I'll lay out my thoughts because I kind of put this in the article because I. I did the initial article of the report that it was that it was Canada, and I made sure to say that it was reported, and that that and and everything. But I put something in there that you didn't see a lot of other places. I didn't see it anywhere else, but I put it in my article, and I even throw it out there on on our Slack channel um, to the to the rest of the BTSC staff. And I'm like, someone help me confirm this because I put it in the article already. They can't offer him this job. Because there's new rules with with hiring offensive coordinators this year. Correct. That now falls under the Rooney rule. Yes, that's what I'm the saying. Rooney that's, that's rule. What I'm saying they can't. Yeah. They the Rooney can't rule. Say that. Named after, you know, from the Pittsburgh Steelers. So here's what I think. I don't know which camp leaked this, that, or the other thing, but it was the whole notion of Matt Canada interviewing. Um, in Miami, that they were interested in him for their offensive coordinator job. And I think the Steelers did not want to let him go. So I think that's the the reason for the timing of the report over the weekend. But they can't do anything. Now it's all of a sudden you get, you know, you get the Jerry Dulac basically doing the team a favor by saying, no, wait a second, he's just a candidate. This hasn't been decided yet because if it, if it was already decided before they even did the interview process, then you have a situation much like last year with the Dallas Cowboys, which was ridiculous. And I don't think that's the case either. What they were doing in this case, I think it was weighing losing Canada, who was in consideration for the job, versus making sure that they do everything the right way, trying to balance it out. We'll see what happens. I still think um, Anthony Lynn would be a decent candidate. I am fine with Matt Canada because rewind a year 
almost exactly a year when they when they signed candidate to the squad. If the, if it would if they would have let Randy Land go last year and signed Canada as the offensive coordinator, everyone well not everyone the majority of people here in our live chat and things that we and comments behind the steel curtain, a lot of those would have really liked that move, and a lot of people looked at this move as oh this is their way of getting him in there to be the next offensive coordinator. Now, all of a sudden, everyone's like, why are they just keeping the same old thing and, and promoting the same person? He, he was here a year. He was here a year. You don't know how much influence he had on everything. You don't know his relationship with Ben Roethlisberger. You don't know if part of this has to do with Ben Roethlisberger, um, which is a subject we will be bringing up uh, with his future with the Steelers here, here shortly. But bottom line is, you don't have a quarterback that – counts 41 and a quarter million dollars on the sal- towards the salary cap next season and not consider what's going on with them with your moves. Oh. You can't have someone that's more than 20% of your projected salary cap for next season. Yeah. And not ha- and not consider what that means with the other things that you're doing. Even if that means this is, you know, if he doesn't like it, then oh well, it's then time to move on, blah, blah, blah. That I'm not saying it's about about Ben playing next year, but I'm saying whether it whether the Steelers are wanting him, which is the reports, whether the Steelers don't, it factors in. It factors in one way or the other. So it's it, just how it that's is. That's just being fiscally responsible. Yes. <laughs> yeah. Yes. So if you're gonna pay Ben that much. Mm-hmm. You, you're not yeah. doing it to blow up the everything so far that Ben can't succeed at it, mm-hmm. or, or something like that, because that just makes that makes zero sense. Yes. Yep. Yeah. So that's some of the stuff going on here with the Pittsburgh Steelers. I wanted to get your 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 thoughts and your takes on on those things. Another thing I want to ask you. Um, since since it's been there and i know people keep saying oh you know the you know why would you why would you not play for the 40 million dollars he's not making 40 million dollars this year he's his salary cap number is 41.5 million dollars he would be making 19 million dollars 15 million dollar bonus the third day of the league year four million dollar base salary that's what he's making 22.25 million dollars is dead money. He's already collected the check, cashed it, and who knows how much he's burned through. Probably not a bunch. It's probably in the, in the college fund or something like that. But yeah. that check has already been cashed. So you're not talking about how much money. People get this confused all the time with how much yes. money someone makes versus how much they're counting towards the salary cap. Because yes, they're so very rarely the same thing. I was seeing it all over the website in comments. People saying, oh, there's 41, there's over 41 million reasons Ben comes back. No, no it's 19. It's 19, it's 19. million reasons. He He's getting back. paid. And people so, are like, oh, well, maybe he can cut the Steelers a break and not take the, the 22.25. That's going to be the biggest part of what he's going to count towards the salary cap. He's not seeing another. He's not seeing that. That's not anything he gets paid. If you're like, oh, well, maybe he'll play this year for where it's only $25 million. You're asking him to pay for $2 million is what you're asking him to do. You're asking him to play for, play for $2 million. Now, there's also the possibility that if, that if he would retire, 
the Steelers could try to get some of that money back because he did not fulfill the entire contract. That's not generally how the Steelers do business with that. Yeah, it's not. So don't I would not bank on that. I I'm only throwing it out there because in case people are wondering it, that yes, that is true. Let's say, for example, you sign a $150 million signing bonus. I know that's a crazy number. I'm just throwing it out there. But you're doing that for 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 five years. Well, that's basically third. That's thirty million dollars a year. If you only play four years and retire, you could a team could say, "Hey, can we get thirty million of that back?" You know, you can do those kind of things, but that's not generally how the Steelers do business. No, because Um, it's a signing bonus. Yes, yeah. To me, that's a bonus that they get. They're saying you're Mm -hmm. giving me this money up front for signing my contract. Yes. Now, here's another thing. Somebody else threw a crazy idea to me. See, because to me, that's you got to remember how the Steelers do business. Part of the reason they don't do those things is because they don't want that kind of behavior to cost them later. Correct. You know what I'm saying? That if they're the types of team that they don't go after that signing bonus, you know you're good. Okay. It would have to be an extenuating circumstance, not just retirement. And it's because um, and they and the Steelers, that's how they always do it. The yeah. same way they do not negotiate contracts during the season. If you come into the Pittsburgh yeah. Steelers, you are on the team, you know that once the season starts, there will be no more negotiation on your contract. Because when they did, that like turned that. out awful. <laughs> yes. And they guys, just said, not- guys got their deals and other guys didn't, and then they weren't playing well. They were strife in the locker room. It was not worth doing that during the season. I love the reasoning behind it, that that's why they do it and that they stick with it. And now, players know yeah. that coming in. Yeah. yeah. And it's the same way then with the signing bonus. Yes. They and- know that that's how the Steelers work. And that's so. why Mr. Buck Naked Get Robbed was not very smart when it came to not taking the deal that he was offered either time by the Pittsburgh Steelers because all he wanted to hear was guaranteed money, guaranteed money, guaranteed money. Well, what you don't understand is that you're guaranteed money. A signing bonus with the Steelers is guaranteed money. And not only that, so is year two. So is year two. That's yeah. the way they do business. They're not going to sign you to a three-year deal and cut you after year year one to get their money back. That's not what they do. So you were so worried about guaranteed money that you never thought about how the team does business. Now, because of that, somebody said to me, I'm not going to throw them under the bus. Uh, don't worry, live chat. You don't know them, but you and I both do. Um, said something to me. Oh, good. That means it's not me. Okay. And it's not um, Kyle. And it's not something Kyle, that I so. that I basically laughed at really, really hard. And I and and I and I'm like, and I'm like, that would be idiotic. Is that they actually threw the notion out there of they said if the Steelers were smart, they would trade TJ Watt. That wasn't you, our, that wasn't our father, was it? Because you know, I, I, I I I cannot confirm or deny that question. Okay, because and, and and the reason was, look at how much you could get for him. You know, if you're saying, hey, you could get four really good draft picks, and you could draft, um, you know, an outside linebacker that's does good as T.J. Watt, and have three other players, 
that that's better value. And I'm like, you can't deny that that might be better value. But that's not how the Steelers do business. Because then why would anyone ever want to come to the Pittsburgh Steelers if that's what you're going to do? Right. If you're going to trade them away when they're at their peak. Yes. You know, or even rising already at a peak that you think they can't get any better, and yet they still do. You know, that is a bad look for the franchise. You just don't do it. Haven't done business that way ever, (laughs) ever. And I'm like, well, since at least since they drafted Joe Green. Yeah, exactly. Very good because he's the perfect example of the Steelers had always been terrible, been terrible, been terrible. They draft Joe Green. This guy's amazing. He would have been one to keep for a couple of years and then get rid of, you know, then trade and get a whole bunch for it. But yeah. no, they kept him. They built around him. They win four Super Bowls. Exactly. In the 70s. It's- so trust me, I had no way, you know, I, I, I laughed at that statement. I laughed at it. Um, I have to admit. Um, but I'm just saying that because I want you all to know that it's the whole notion of there's way there's things that, that you don't even think about doing because it's not the way the Steelers do business. You know, you know, who would have done something like that? Bill Parcells. You know who else do something like that? That coach up north. He'll get the value he can for a player if he thinks that the next year they're not going to be as good. But you know what? Now that now that they don't have their all-world quarterback, you don't see people lining up to go play up there right now. That's correct. You know? So that's the point. Now, here we are because we had so much news to talk about. What we are getting into this week, and we'll just we'll take our break when we need when we need to. But there's the Steelers have 19 free agents. We'll get to the free agents if we can. And if we can't, we'll get to we'll get to them next time. But the the free agents are going to be the free agents. Nothing with them is changing between now and the first day of of the new league year, or, or well, actually the three days before it, whenever you can start to or the two days, the tampering period or whatever, nothing's happening there unless they resign with the Steelers. That's the only thing that can happen. But what can happen, and this is what we're looking at, is players that are under contract with the Steelers, are the Steelers going to make the difficult cuts and have to say, um, it's been a good run, but we've got to let you go. And chances are that's going to be what happens. It happened last year. There were several players they did that with. Um, Mark Barron. Um, the Steelers were going to cut Ramon Foster, but therefore, but then he retired. That was the reports. Uh, I'm really glad he retired because that, that was the right play for both sides, you know, and and players like that, that they're even though there's dead money involved and things like that, the amount of money that you'd still have to give from the salary cap towards them. So we're going to go through and look at some of these players. Now, to kind of make sure we're on the same page and understand, we're talking nobody, nobody that's on a rookie deal. Correct. Because we're going to say this. I said it last year when people were saying, the Steelers just need to cut Terrell Edmonds. Why? <laughs> Why? Well, first of all, we had a much better year. But you don't cut someone on your rookie deal unless some unless you've you've got everybody better on the team to take their spot. Because rookie deals are cheap. Yep. That's just how they are. That's, rookie that's deals right. are cheap. So we're not looking at people at the end of their rookie deal. We're going to be looking 
at players who are going into the last year of their deal, which there are a lot of them. And the question is, should the Steelers say, you know, thank you for your time. It was, it was a great ride. Um, see if you want to play somewhere else, but thank you for your service. You know, do, do you need to have to, you know, release, retain, which means keep them for their current deal. Or the other op- option we're going to say is extend. Right. Because I said this last year, last year, there was so many players on the Steelers that, their contracts were going to be up after 2021. They just re- they restructured everybody. They last year was the year of the restructure for the Steelers. They pushed every penny to the future that they could. Now you only have two players you could possibly restructure. Well, no, actually it's it's four. Uh, we'll talk about that in a second. That are that are under contract beyond this year, and. Everyone else, this is this isn't going to be the year of restructures like it was last year. This is the year of extensions. If the Steelers are going to keep someone and keep their money down, they've got to extend them. So the question is, should they? There are going to be some situations where you're going to say, you know, just play out what they got, and that's probably going to be good. So we're going to have some different ones. But I'm going to bring up there are four players, four players who are under contract through 2022 that are not on their rookie deal. You know who they are? No. Off the top of my head, I do not. Okay. Hold on. I, I studied this stuff, but it's it was, I haven't looked at it in probably at least a week. Yep. So this is another word. This is people that are under contract for at least two more seasons. The four that, you know, that aren't rookies. The four of them are Chris Boswell, Derek Watt, Stefan Tuitt, and Cam Hayward. Okay? Okay. Then when you look at 2023, other than all the rookies that you just had, the only that you just had this past season, the only other person is Cam Hayward. If you look at the Steelers 2024 contracts, one. <laughs> Cam Hayward. He's the yeah. only person under contract. So guess who we're not going to be talking about tonight? We're not going to be talking about Cam Hayward. Uh, maybe Cam Hayward? No. <laughs> and so Hayward, Tuitt, um, Watt, and and Boss. You know, Derek Watt and Boswell. See, Derek yeah. Watt is interesting because he is someone that you know you, you could cut this year, but he has two years. It'd be much easier to cut him the following year um, would be the way to go. So let's just, in case you're wondering, um, I can't see the live chat right now because I have the other numbers in front of me. Um, if you haven't already checked it out on the website today, Jeffrey Benedict and I, our Steelers Vertex article for the next several weeks is tackling this issue where we're looking at players one by one, looking at their stats from this past season. We're looking at their salary going into next year. That's what I'm doing is the stat part. Mm-hmm. And then Jeffrey's breaking down their film things they did well, things they didn't do well, things they can improve. And we're trying to come to a conclusion of what should the Steelers do with this player? It's basically what we're doing now, but in a much deeper atmosphere, all laid out in front of you with film. 
So we did Ben Roethlisberger today because that was the obvious one. Then there's a poll in the article asking who you want to see next. The last I checked, Marquise Pouncey was leading that. So we're going to go ahead and we're going to jump in and we're going to go Ben Roethlisberger. Okay. Ben Roethlisberger, we already talked about him. $41.25 million cap hit. 22.25, dead money, can't do anything with it. $19 million in salary. 15 of which is going to be due in March. So, Rich, do you release Ben Roethlisberger? Do you just retain him and just take this 41.25 cap number, knowing that you're free of it after that? Or do you work an extension with Ben? This is the most difficult one. <laughs> this is the most. Um, you don't retain it and just play it out. 41.25 just too big a hit. Yeah. That's my opinion too. That's the one thing you can't do is, is just retain. So the question comes down to, do you think Ben has at least two more good years in him? And I don't know. That's yeah. hard. I don't think they could. If you would have asked, if you would have asked me this last week, I know what my answer was last week. Your last which was cutting. Yeah. <laughs> I don't think the Steelers will cut him. The question is, do they convince him to retire like a Troy Palomalo or Heinz Ward? Correct. Or even a Ramon Foster. Or well, depending on you may get an idea what the Steelers are doing based on what they end up doing with their offensive coordinator. Yeah. That's one. Two, if you're going to extend him, you're not paying him Buku Bucks because he's not worth Buku Bucks anymore. Right. You're going to say, Ben, we got to tell you know, you've done so much for this franchise and we're still taking a really big cap hit for you. We'll take, you know, we'll we'll give you the 19 as the signing bonus if you basically sign a four-year deal. I mean, you can do what they call, you know, you can do faux years, not four, you know. In other words, fake yeah. years. In other words, knowing that they're never going to play it out, but signing that contract to spread it out in order to help the team, if that's what the Steelers want to do. This is the big question, and I don't think it's an easy answer. I think there's too much going on on the inside that we don't know to answer this one. Agreed? Yeah, I do. Yeah. There's a lot. There's still an awful lot of evaluation going on there, and because that cap number this year is so high, there, there is just a lot of crunching of numbers and what could we do or this, that going on. You know, hopefully Omar Khan is still sitting back there working his magic. Yep. So now some people were saying, oh, well, what, a, you know, you could, couldn't we cut Stefan to it? The only thing that's going to help there is if you would do a post June 1st cut, which means you spread out um, his dead money into two, the, the two remaining years. Um, then you're dealing with it a lot. Right now, with, with two years remaining with to it, it's just his dead money number is is almost you know, it's I can't say it's almost twice. It's his dead money number is is over nine million, and you'd only save just a, just over five and a half million uh, cutting him now. So you're talking about being on on the hook for nine million dollars, whether it's four and a half million this year, and then the next year or all nine this year. That's a lot, and he just had the best year of his career. I don't see the Steelers changing anything there. No, okay. that that contract's going to be allowed to play out. Is yeah. my guess. Yes. Yeah. So that's so. one that we weren't really talking about because you don't need to change anything with him. He's got two more years left. He yep. is someone that you could restructure though. If you wanted to save a little bit of money, let me tell you exactly how much you could you could you could save with him. 
Okay. You could save, well, you could take, okay, his base salary is $9 million. You could keep it at a million. You could, you could save, my goodness, you could, you could, no joke, you could save almost as much by, by restructuring him as you could doing a post June 1st cut. You could save, you could save $4 million, almost $4 million on his, if you do a restructure. So I think that would be more likely um, with to it if they need to do that. Um, here was one that one of the last restructures they did that I was surprised I didn't know. What do you think about David DeCastro? Here's the numbers with him. He, he has a f- over $14 million cap hit, but the dead money there is five and a half million where they would save eight and three quarter million dollars on, <laughs> on the salary cap with him. He is honestly out of all their players, save one that we'll get to in a little bit. He is the one you could, other than Ben Roethlisberger, you could save the most on your salary cap if you if you release to Castro. Man, he, it, hmm. what's he got left right now? Just the um, one year. Just the one year. That's pretty much what we're doing here. It really comes down to with the Castro. What do you? What do you think you got left in him? Yeah. And if he's the right guard and Dotson is more of your right guard, that's another thing you got to remember. I know. Is, is you don't want to get rid of someone if you're screwed at the position. Don't know that's the case for the Steelers. Now, of course, Dotson also played at left guard this past year, but that's a place you could go. I heard that there were some rumors circulating that they were that they, he was on the trading block. I, I, I don't know about that. People were asking if he was playing injured. Um, uh, that was brought up all season. Some people said that he were. I just, do you really want to keep your linemen that are over 30 right now? Or do you need a youth movement at the position? Well, here, here see, this is why this is so hard. Because you, you, you bring this up and you say, well, you could do this or you could do this you could do this you know the other question is then is do you do you uh do you let DeCastro go and try to re-sign Matt Filer at a cheaper at a at a cheaper deal and then play Filer left guard and and Dotson at right guard you know maybe you let DeCastro go and you only need half of that money that you, you've saved on him and you could get filer. So basically you're getting yeah. a, a guarded half price. Yes. Um, that's a good point. Wow. You know, it's again, I knew going into this, I do not envy our front office and I know they're in crunching these same kind of numbers and just being like, well, we could do this, 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 we can do this. Then it comes down to just, what do you like the most? Yeah. Yep. That this is a tough one. David DeCastro, that's one that I think, hey, he was selected to the Pro Bowl. I'm not sure why. I don't know um, either. Um, because that's more about name recognition than anything um, when it comes to the offensive line. He did not have a good season. There was times where he got blown up. Um, you know, I don't know. And it's funny because the way you, the way Big Al talked, because I think the two of them are pretty good friends, he just didn't see a big fire in DeCastro this year like he normally did. You know, I don't know. I think there's more with to a lot of these things. 
I would rather the Steelers get something for him, but I would not be one bit surprised if he's not in black and gold next fall. Yeah, I, I wouldn't be surprised if he's not. Yep. We're going to do one more before we take a break because we're just okay. going to wrap it together. And that's going to be, even though he's not next to my list, I'm going to do him anyway. Let's let's go in and 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 throw in the captain, the other captain, Marquise Pouncey. Marquise Pouncey is he would be he he has a dead money hit of six point four seven five million, but he would be saving the Steelers eight million dollars if they used him. Another eight million, because right now he's almost four and a half um, towards the cap this season. Sorry, four and four and a half, fourteen and a half. I just said that wrong. So for so to save eight million dollars, you cut Marquise Pouncey. Yes, I do. I and that hurts to say it. I'm so glad I didn't wear the Pouncey jersey tonight, yeah, but I do. I know. I, I, I have I, a Pouncey jersey too. I I, I cut Pouncey. Yeah. Um, just his game I, I, is definitely think, regressed. And I think I think he's going to re- just retire. Yeah. The Steelers I, could force him into it saying, hey, look, we'd love for you to just retire and go out. We really can't keep you at, at the hit you're going to be honest. We just can't. Yeah. And I think Marquise Pouncey knew that. I think the reactions you saw from him after the game against Cleveland was him knowing that that was probably it. Yeah. And I I I would rather him go out on his own terms than than everything else, you know. So I that's not what I it's really tough with some of these players. It really is. But honestly, if you're talking about saving $8 million. Hold on. I think they could. Steelers territory, Louisiana purchase says, no, no, cut him. He and Ben want to retire together. Mm-hmm. If that's the case that, that they are true and wanting to stick to that, then Ben should go too. Well, that that's true. Because honestly, guys like Pouncey and DeCastro are guys that you could maybe – Extend a year with not much money in their second year, just so you can spread out the cap hit for this year. Um, but they're not guys that are going to play very much longer, so it's really hard to do that kind of deal. Yeah, well, yeah, it is. You, it's, you could see, you could no joke. You really could see a Pittsburgh Steelers team take the field this fall in Week One with no Roethlisberger, no Pouncey, and no DeCastro. I think it's. Final question before the break. Yes. What's more likely, all three of them gone or all three of them stay? Wow, man. Now you're really um, – man, that, that's why I'm struggling with this so much. I, I really think it's it, it's it's 50-50 mm-hmm. on those. Um, if you only have one and not two, then it's Roethlisberger here and the other two are gone. Yeah. That, that, that's interesting. So, hey, we're going to continue with this talk in the second half. So if you're listening in the audio form, go ahead and click over. We're going to pick right up and keep rolling, um, b- breaking down all these players with one with one year left in their contracts. Um, and if you're here on YouTube and Facebook, just sit tight. We'll be back in just a couple of seconds. Anatomy of an ad. Subconsciously trigger emotions through music. Perfect. Define an opportunity. Imagine talking to millions of people across the U.S. like I am now. Identify a problem. Creating an audio ad is time-consuming. 
offer a solution. Utilize cutting-edge AI. Imagine creating all that in under 30 seconds. Well, we did. To create this ad, to learn more about AI in the audio industry, download the white paper from audiostack.ai. Anatomy of an ad. Subconsciously trigger emotions through music. Perfect. Define an opportunity. Imagine talking to millions of people across the U.S. like I am now. Identify a problem. Creating an audio ad is time-consuming. Offer a solution. Utilize cutting-edge AI. Imagine creating all that in under 30 seconds. Well, we did. To create this ad, to learn more about AI in the audio industry, download the white paper from audiostack.ai. Anatomy of an ad. Subconsciously trigger emotions through music. Perfect. Define an opportunity. Imagine talking to millions of people across the U.S. like I am now. Identify a problem. Creating an audio ad is time-consuming. Offer a solution. Utilize cutting-edge AI. Imagine creating all that in under 30 seconds. Well, we did. To create this ad, to learn more about AI in the audio industry, download the white paper from audiostack.ai. Anatomy of an ad. Subconsciously trigger emotions through music. Perfect. Define an opportunity. Imagine talking to millions of people across the U.S. like I am now. Identify a problem. Creating an audio ad is time-consuming. Offer a solution. Utilize cutting-edge AI. Imagine creating all that in under 30 seconds. Well, we did. To create this ad, to learn more about AI in the audio industry, download the white paper from audiostack.ai.